0: Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values.
1: NBC5 investigates. Imagine discovering that your teenager has been receiving thousands of text messages from a teacher, many sexually explicit, dozens in the middle of the night. You might believe your child would tell you if this happened, but as NBC5's Phil Rogers discovered, that's not always the case. The story unfolded here in Morris, southwest of Chicago, as middle America as it
2: comes. He wanted to make a sex video, um, put it straight out there.
1: Andrew Kozik says he had begun texting Stefan Bolegno, a teacher here at Morris High School, because he was having trouble on the baseball team. But before long, he says Bolegno was offering him money for oral sex.
2: It started off at 500 and then 1000 and
1: then $1,500. But Andrew never told anyone, and no one knew until his mother heard him talking to Belegno on the phone.
2: He has no business calling you at 11 o'clock at night. That's completely inappropriate.
1: When she learned the two had been communicating by text message, Andrew's mother went to her computer and logged into the family's account. She found thousands of messages.
2: I was just sick because I knew in my heart, like, this isn't just regular text messaging. The family
1: went to police who searched Andrew's phone and found nearly 6,000 messages between the two but only about a tenth of those could be recovered. And indeed they are troubling. We can't read some of the more graphic messages, but among the more benign, the teacher writes, when does the kissing begin? Icky, the student says. How about if we just go at it and not video it, the teacher declares, and on another occasion, when you're 18, we can give each other everything. Sometimes males to bond with males are crude. Raymond Wigel is Bolegno's lawyer. He insists the teacher was only trying to help Andrew through a bullying incident on the baseball team. You say that these text messages do not indicate criminal activity. They certainly indicate stupidity for a teacher to be sending these messages. Absolutely. Wigel says he and his client concede bad judgment, but they point to the thousands of other texts no one read, as well as huge gaps in the transcripts. There's a stupid intent but there was not an evil intent to have sex with this young man.
2: I don't care what context you put it in, when you offer somebody money for sex, that's solicitation.
1: So why didn't Andrew tell someone? Records show at one point he even told a DCFS investigator the teacher's messages had not crossed the line. Why'd you tell
2: him? I, I didn't want to lose his job, I didn't want to get in
1: trouble. Pilegno was found guilty of indecent solicitation of a minor and unlawful grooming. He is to be sentenced next month.
2: I want him to have to register as a sex offender. The jail time would just be icing on the cake.
1: Michelle Peterson says she and her son wanted to talk to us to stress the importance of reporting incidents like this. 18 of these texts were after midnight, 15 after 3 a.m. The Grundy County State's Attorney says he believes it's a cautionary tale about giving children digital technology this Christmas without firm guidelines on how it will be used. Mm.
3: You know, the Flower Conservative Podcast, we use the expression, you know, wake up, speak up, and show up. And we also talk a lot about, uh, you know, it's up to us, you know, a lot of times to make the changes that uh, we need to see in in the world. And uh, we look to inspiration sometimes from from celebrities or famous people and, you know, the politicians and the Mike Lindells and people that are doing things that are very public. But a lot of times the most impactful changes that happen that make the biggest difference are by one of us. And, uh, we have, uh, one of those people today that's quickly become a hero to Stacy and I, and just an incredible mom. Um, just inspired to have Michelle Peterson here with us today. Yay!
0: Thank Uh,
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Michelle, thank you so much for speaking up. You know, uh, we actually saw you speak in Branson at the event there. And after you got done speaking, we were like, flyover family needs to hear this because there's some powerful things in this story of how God can take something that's so dark and use it for good. And he really has in this situation for sure. And you're doing some pretty amazing things right now to help other parents and other kids in this situation as
2: well. Yes, absolutely. Um, Sure. We went through this trial and tribulation for three years um, trying to get this guy convicted. And it was one roadblock after another, but that roadblock really came from our state's attorney's office. So a lot of people think the schools are going to be the roadblock, and that, that wasn't the case. And my son fully said that he would never have told me about any of this had he had I not overheard a conversation that he had. Um, and when he was having that conversation, it automatically hit me that this was not right. And that this was a teacher he was talking to, um, went to the computer and saw all of these text messages between the two phone numbers, no verbiage, um, just the messages between mm-hmm. the two. But this was in October of 2010 that I overheard that conversation and the texting started in May of 2010. And the, the thing is, is I knew this teacher, um, I'm a physical therapist. So I was actually treating a family member of his in his home wow. for home health physical therapy when he yeah. started texting my son. And I was also coaching high school softball at the same high school where he was coaching my son baseball. So um, when they groom these kids, they're grooming the entire community. So he groomed the school. He groomed all the people around him to trust him um, and just to get him to to get everybody to believe that he was this good guy. You know, and I think that's probably too is people that are saying, need to understand what grooming is as well, because that's kind yeah. of like a, a, a thing, right? So what is grooming? So grooming can be good or bad. So um, when you're teaching your kids how to act properly, that's grooming, right? You're trying to teach them how to do the right things and you're grooming them to be good people. Or you might groom somebody to become, you know, the next CEO of a company. But what he was charged with was unlawful grooming of a minor. And unlawful grooming is where somebody wants to gain the trust of another to make them do unthinkable or or nefarious things. So Mm -hmm. that's what that was all about. And that was actually the charge was unlawful grooming and then solicitation of a minor. Um, and when I say that God's hand was all over this, as we spoke earlier, when I told you um, the, the grooming charge wasn't even a thing until um, Oct- or sorry, until July of 2013, we went to trial in October of 2013. And this had gone on for so long that when we got a new state's attorney in January of 2013, um he thought that we'd have to take a plea deal so this guy was ready to take a plea deal in june of 2013 he then decides he wants to take it to trial and the judge was not happy with him he lit him up and lit his attorney up and told him how awful it was that he was putting our family through all of this and not only does he want to take it to trial he wants to take it to trial as a bench trial so not even a jury trial so the judge that he has just upset is going to be the one who is
0: wow actually, right not very smart <laughs>
2: No, not smart at all. And then the following month is when there's um, a charge of grooming that becomes um, a thing in Illinois. And um, the other thing too, is the the state's attorney gave us an assistant state's attorney on our case. Um, He's like, this guy is great. He's, he's going to do right by you. He comes in. This man is the most disheveled man I've ever seen in my entire life. His tie is undone. His shirt's untucked. He's like, he rides a motorcycle to work every day. And then he starts talking. And I'm like, okay, don't judge a book, right? By its cover. Uh So he then says that there's this new law of grooming and everything that has happened up to date is, you know, fits the whole bill for this grooming charge. So he says that that's what he's going to go after, but there's no precedent set. So it's going to be difficult. So we end up getting the first and to date the only standalone grooming conviction in the United States. Wow. So, yeah. So that is a problem though, right? Because I mean, it's been nine years. Why is there no other, no other standalone dreaming conviction? Great question. And, right? no. and so then, fast forward nine years to so this last January, I'm in Nashville at one of the reawakens, and I meet a sex trafficking investigator from Texas. And her name is Amy Coelho. And she is also paralegal and works with um, an attorney, I think, Paul Davis. And she was a lead investigator on several cases. So she's telling me about some of these cases, not knowing any of my history. And she's telling me about this Leluce de Mundo case in California that last November, she was a lead investigator. They busted like 123 different sex trafficking cells. And it was a cartel. And then um, she was also an investigator on a case where one of their clients was with Larry Nasser, with a gymnast out of Michigan mm-hmm. State. And several other mm. cases she was telling me about. So I'm like, well, I'm going to about my measly little case here in Illinois. So I start to tell her, and she grabs my arm and stops me mid-sentence. She's like, hold on, are you from Illinois? And I said, yes. <laughs> she said, well, I know. I'm like, she goes, when was that? She goes, 2013, 2014. she gets tears in her eyes. And she's like, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she said, we, we use your case for every trafficking case that we bust. Whoa. Yeah. So I was a hot mess. Of course, I started crying because you don't think about the worst time of your life that it's going yeah. to be used for something good. And she said, "Your case is the only case that pre- that sets precedent in the United States." And she's like, "We're not the only people using this. They're using this all over the United States." And um, she and then I told her really how awful it was and all the stuff that we had to go through and how terrible it was at the time and all the roadblocks and you know, I had to keep fighting with the state's attorney's office to get the next thing and then the next thing. And this all hinged on text messages and technology. And they um, asked for a subpoena for the, the teacher's cell phone and the state's attorney denied the subpoena. Like, wow. What?
3: Like whose side are you yeah. on? Yeah,
2: no kidding. Right. Right. And, you know, and you hate to think this, but, you know, all the stuff that we've researched these last few years about what's going on at the highest levels with some of this trafficking. You hate to think that anybody would be involved on the inside, but now that's what, that's what makes you think that, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. We don't know any of that for sure. Um, But I tell you what, the school was behind us 100%. The principal at the school had been a counselor before. He was fantastic. And he had done an interview with the teacher and the union rep and had the superintendent involved and um, asked him flat out if he had ever offered my son money for oral sex. If you wanted to make a sex video, did he refer to his penis as my little guy? When am I going to get to see the little guy? And in his documentation, he put his head down, shook his head in information and said, yes, that he had. So right then and there, I'm like, I knew we had him. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I go to the state's attorney's office because the school wouldn't release anything to the state's attorney's office after they subpoenaed the um, personnel file of the teacher until I signed off on it because of the HIPAA law. They said, because my son was a minor and his name was all over this documentation that I needed to sign off on it first. So I went back to the state's attorney's office. I said, Hey, you need to get that personnel file. I'm like, there's stuff in there. You're going to want to see. And I said, I just signed off on it. And he said, well, why they let you, why they have you sign off on it? So I told him and he said, well, they didn't have to do that. I said, well, I think because of all the trouble I've had down here, getting this case to go forward, they wanted me to see what was in there before it got to you. So he was not happy, but
0: wow. I mean, it's just like,
2: it was one fight after another. And you know, I had they had trouble getting the messages off my son's phone because I checked my son's phone all the time. He was fifteen. I looked at his text messages, apps, websites, that sort of thing, but my son would delete the messages as soon as they came in. So they had my son's phone between four and five months and kept telling me they couldn't get the messages off the phone. So then I went to a Secret Service agent uh, through a friend of mine, and he gave me two cards. He goes, "You keep one of my business cards. You give the other one to them and tell them if they don't have the messages off the phone." In you know seven days. I think he said, tell me you're going to turn over to the feds and I'll have those messages off there in three days. So, or in 15 minutes. And so they had the messages wow. off there in three days. Right. So three days later, we have all the messages after four or five months. Wow. But Yeah. And that was the thing that Amy told me too, is like for parents that they have to understand that they need to keep fighting and push. And so don't take no for an answer. Yeah. So if you get told no, go to the next level and then go to the next level, but keep fighting for your kids. Um So anyway, she tells me this. And so she said, you have to understand we get a file and all we have is the initials of your son. We don't have any background of anything that had gone on with your story. She goes, we watched your case in real time, but we weren't really getting any of the background information. So she said to meet me and to actually hear the story is just amazing. And then she said, I'm going to tell you right now. She goes, your, um, your son's willingness to come forward and your tenacity. She's like, you guys have saved thousands of lives. That's amazing. Michelle,
3: I'm going to point out your below, you know, your contact, there's your emails on there. It's Mm -hmm. Patriots Unite, then the number 76 at protonmail.com. So people, if you're just listening, only audio, there will be, uh, we'll put this in the notes below, but Patriots Unite 76 at protonmail.com. If you want to reach out or send her uh, an email directly, The, 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 the most important structure in our society is even government or anything else. It is the family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, speak real quickly to parents out there that, that may have questions or a concern or these things like your role as a mother in this. And then as that played out, you know, and I mentioned the letter. You know that you you know yes. shared in, in, in Branson, but the role of the family mm-hmm. is so important. You can see there's a, a, an attack to break up the family, which creates vulnerability mm-hmm. and isolation. But your right. willingness as a mother just to keep leaning in, and there was no way to be prepared for this. But you really, mm-hmm. you really grabbed the hand of the Lord and kept pushing forward, and just stayed yes. present in the story.
2: Yes. And I would say after I went to the first reawakening event, which was the Health and Freedom Conference in April of 21, is when it really started going back to church and getting right with God. It was after Pastor Locke said, get right with God, and everyone else in the room disappeared, and he was just talking to me. Wow. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's definitely, you know, the first place I went after I spoke with the principal the very first day was to the church. And I hadn't really been to church in a long time. I was a Christian, but really couldn't find a church to go to. Spoke with a pastor, and he's like, you need to... To come after this guy you need to go after it and that's the thing too is just you know really hone in on on god and and lean on god for everything because that's what's going to get you through but fighting for your kids and staying staying straight with your kids Mm -hmm. and trying to keep that open communication is important looking for signs of you know that there's distress My son was not wanting to go to school. He never had a problem going to school before. Mm -hmm. Um, He was having anxiety and heart palpitations. I'm like, what is going on? You know, I ended up taking him to a cardiologist because he had a resting heart rate of 120, you know, so all of these things and trying to figure out what was going on with him. Um, And then hearing conversations and just going with your gut too, as a parent, when you have that gut feeling, especially moms, you know that there's something not right. So, So just use that gut feeling. Um, Even the DCFS investigator, she told me, she was like, well, we can't investigate anything on a gut feeling. I said, no, but it's your job to actually investigate what's going on at this point. You know, she made me feel bad for calling her and because it's not the worst thing she's ever seen, right? But it's the worst thing we were going through. Yes. And one of the, yep. And the one thing that the investigator also to the sex trafficking investigator, Amy told me is that if parents fight for their children, 79% of them will become productive members of society. So mm-hmm. fight for your kids and believe mm-hmm. them. You know, we hear about like what happened with all the priests and everything back in the day and nobody believed these kids. Right. And then a lot mm-hmm. of those kids ended up not being, you know, good members of society and they kind of just fell by the wayside. And, you know, so I, it, it's really important to mm-hmm. make sure you're, you're standing with your kids and staying firm with them, you know, and standing in the Lord and, and just making sure that you're fighting for them the whole time. Yeah. That's huge, and you did so.
0: In fact, you read. I'm having you read a portion of the letter that Andrew wrote you because I think it's important for people to hear. That was a tough time for Andrew. That was a tough time for Michelle. Andrew didn't want to come forward. He's like, I don't want to do this. He was a young boy. I don't want to do this. It's embarrassing, you know. He, I'm sure, there was all kinds of emotion that played into it. But when you read this, a portion of this letter, I think it's really important for you to understand what the other end can look like.
2: Right. So this letter was written last, last spring, and he reached out to the parents of um, the kids that were actually abused by somebody from the Netflix show Cheer. And so mm-hmm. he found their attorney online and wrote this letter to them. And um, this was the first glimpse that I had of how he felt about me and what we were going through at the time because we never really talked about it. He just wanted it to go away. Mm-hmm. So he said, my reason for writing this is that I want it to offer encouragement and, a, and knowledge of what, the, what lies ahead. I do not want to sugarcoat it. It will be tough. It will be the toughest thing you ever do in your lives, and I say that as someone who ended up becoming a United States Marine. Boot camp was not nearly as tough as the decision to come forward and face the fear you already have and as you will continue to do. That being said, I do not want to discourage you from continuing this battle because it will be the most gratifying thing you will ever do in your lives as well. You will not see that now, but you will realize this as you get older. Lean on your mom for strength and encouragement and just know that she always has your best interest at heart, no matter what you may think. While the abuse happens to you, happen to you, the abuse happens to everyone that surrounds you as well. No matter how far your friends and family are, they will always support you in this decision because it's the most selfless thing you could possibly do for people you have never met. Woo! Just that's
0: powerful. So I know it's really powerful. So if you're yeah. uh, if you are a family out there that's like, man, we're going through this, we need help. Michelle is offering her help. She said you can email her at patriotsunite76 at proton.mail dot com and uh, protonmail.com. And uh, she would be willing to kind of walk through this process. And also, uh, before I let you go, Michelle, you've talked about um, trying to get this bill um, into place that would 50 states uh, where there couldn't be a plea deal for people that have groomed. Can you touch on that real fast as we leave today?
2: Yes. So we're trying to pass a bill in all 50 states where somebody who is charged with grooming cannot take a plea deal. And we're also getting it. We want to try to get it changed from a class four or a class D felony to a class two or a class B felony. So that way there's a little bit more bite in this. Our offender only got 30 days in jail, not even prison. So 30 days in jail. So there has to be some more some more consequences to this. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully if you lock them up at grooming, then you can save them from being trafficked.
0: I love it. So go yeah. to uh, Patriots Unite 76 at ProtonMail.com if you are having any of these problems. And Michelle, thank you so much for everything that you're thank doing you. to help to make thank a difference you for in our kids' me. lives.
2: Yes. Thank you so much. And thanks for all that you guys are doing all the time.
1: We are here to defend democracy. For misinformation for poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is in emergency. Democratic socialism. Audified. One's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15.
0: Dot .com fill out your information for a free consultation or you can call 720-605-3900 do it today
3: you'll be glad you did
0: He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive, and I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111.
1: Have
3: you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or the moon landing, chemtrails, the Nephilim, demons? Those are all things that fascinate me